2: It's time for
0: the telecast brought to you by
2: the Geek Cast Radio Network.
0: Over 20 years ago, it's time for the telecast. So sit back now and relax with oh, your old soft morning solo from the folks at cast radio. It's gonna be geeky to the max, so let's get you to the telecast. And here is your host for the show, Optimus Solo.
3: Thank you for the final time, Mouse, Chipmunk, and guy with a really deep voice. As he said, I'm your host, Optimus Solo, and I would like to say hello and welcome to the 35th episode of the Telecast, brought to you by the GeekCast Radio Network. Today I am joined by the one and only TFG1 Mike. Hello. That's right, I am the fucking great one. And together we will be talking about... folks we are talking about the entire season one slate of the telecast so that is uh what we're doing today we're, we're kind of doing a wrap-up of season one bringing season one to a close grand finale fireworks uh, drum rolls all kinds of things um we're going to be reflecting back a little bit about the uh, season one of the telecast looking forward a little bit to season two of the telecast and some different things along the way, including the unveiling of our theme song contest winner, which will happen at some point during this episode. And the only way to claim your prize is if you listen to this episode, figure out that you win, and do the following steps that I tell you at that point. That is how you will claim your prize. So if you don't listen, you don't claim your prize. But uh, we will reveal who won the contest. Um, I guess kind of starting off real quick, we'll we'll touch a little bit upon the journey that was the telecast. Now, obviously, we were doing Tooncast at the time, (laughs) a while back. Um, And uh, the one thing that that kind of was was triggered in in my mind was we were talking a whole bunch of fun stuff about retro cartoons. We were dealing with stuff like the classics, like Hanna-Barbera and stuff. We were talking about stuff that we grew up on, like Transformers and, uh, you know, all the different 80s properties. Um, we talked about some of the 90s stuff, like Animaniacs and Tiny Toons. And at one point, uh, something similar triggered to me that had, that had kind of triggered in my mind uh, years before when I put a theme song uh, compilation CD set together. And uh, I was working at Target at the time, and I had a few fellow geeks, um, one who ended up uh, joining me eventually on on the the GeekCast Radio Network, uh, Adolfo Shabadoo, and then a couple other friends. I I put together a two-disc CD compilation of theme songs. One disc was all 70s and earlier cartoon theme songs, and one disc was 80s and 90s theme songs. One of them ended up being longer than the other based on the number of shows. Um, <laughs> so I filled out the one disc with about ten or fifteen theme songs from actual live-action kids' shows because I thought mm. that's something that always kind of gets left aside. We never we always talk about cartoons and that stuff from our you know our childhood, but we don't talk about the actual live-action shows. So that's why I included them on the on those discs and kind of when we were doing our journey through the Tooncast. I was thinking the same thing. We're, we're talking about a whole bunch of fun stuff from my childhood, but we're not talking about Saved by the Bell or, or you know a variety of other shows. So the idea was to uh, rectify that, and not just rectify that, but set up a whole podcast that's going to talk about retro television since we had stuff covering cartoons, we had stuff covering uh, toys, we had stuff covering uh, now video games, um, now comic books, etc. But uh, I was feeling like there was movies we were covering weren't covering Retro TV, so that's where Telecast came about. Um, we plotted out about a gazillion seasons. Um, Dude, you have? Do you even remember that night? Yes, and uh, Mike that, and I, that night. <laughs> Mike and I plotted out uh, stuff. I mean, I kind of came up with a rough draft, and then we kind of got talking one night on Skype when I lived in my old apartment when I was teaching and had a lot of spare time because I wasn't in any type of relationship, and uh, we plotted out uh, two hundred and ten episodes. Um,
1: 210 episodes took us seven and a half hours on Skype.
3: Yeah, six seasons and 210 episodes is, how, is what we plotted out as the potential for what Telecast could be. Now, obviously, we were just starting it, so we had no idea if anybody would even like it or how long we would stick with it or whatever. But we thought, hey, if ever in a perfect world, this is all the stuff we would want to cover if we were mm-hmm. given infinite time and opportunity. So that's kind of where Telecast came about and of course we decided to start i decided to start season one as that retro kids live action and then we were the the plan was every season to to jump to a different genre of retro tv so the first one was going to be all the retro live action kids shows and and as has been throughout the idea and the kind of evolution of telecast it's always been going to be centered on 80s and, and 90s tv with a few few ways built in to glance back at stuff that was a little bit older. But that wasn't kind of the focus. The core focus was 80s and 90s, Um, as that being the time where Mike and I grew up and kind of what our bread and butter is, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. So that journey began back in November of 2010, which would be four years ago. Yes. Um, So the very first episode, which was Salute Your Shorts, aired November 8th, 2010, and as you're listening to this, it is November 8th, 2014. So obviously, uh, we didn't get the season done in the same manner that we thought we would.
1: (laughs) <laughs> that is an understatement because All, as I, could, all as I could do is laugh dude I'm sorry All I could do is laugh The, the,
3: the season wrap up show was to happen November 8th, 2011 So we missed that by three years uh, um, It was basically supposed to be A, a year for each, uh, for each season Kind of how it was set up um, You know sometimes life gets in the way I'm not trying to make excuses But uh, like I said I lived in an apartment then I live in a house now Um, I was single then, I am in a relationship now, Um, I went through a period of time without a computer, without internet, uh, the dark times of Optimus Solo, where I was trying to phone in uh, my uh, appearances at the Cast radio network, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of other things have happened, other things that we've done at the network that have kind of taken my time. not, like I said, I'm not trying to make excuses, but there's only so many hours in a week, and sometimes I had to dedicate my hours to uh, other shows or other ventures. Um, buying a house, obviously, is, takes up a lot of time. Changing careers, changing jobs takes up uh, a good amount of effort. And, uh, yeah, so that was kind of the gist of it. Um, but we are able, finally, four years later, to wrap up season one. And uh, the plan is now to venture into another season that will not take four years. <laughs> because if it does, I will be old and gray by the time we ever get done with this thing.
1: You already are. Yeah, I am old starting and gray. to
3: get gray actually. That is very disturbing. That's <laughs> <laughs> very disturbing. I'm 2 weeks away from my and birthday and it's not I was
1: going to say the sad thing is I'm all I'm a year older than you and it's it's pretty bad when you're already turning old and gray and I st- I, I have not had any gray hairs yet.
3: <laughs> so uh <laughs> how are we going to do this? I only have the only gray hair I ever I ever get is in my uh, goatee. Um, -hmm. every once in a while I'll have one pop up there, but I guess I'd rather have it there than on the top of my head. (laughs) I haven't seen no grays yet on the top of my head. Um, so how we're going to do this episode, we're going to take a quick look back at season one, kind of a trip down memory lane since it's been four years, kind of catch everybody up on what we covered. Um, I will reveal the listener's choice winner at some point. Um, and then we'll kind of, uh... Take a look at all the feedback and iTunes reviews we got, and then we'll look to the future and what Season 2 the genre is going to be and what some of the shows are that we're going to cover in Season 2. So starting up, we're just going to go kind of a block-by-block block look back at Season 1. The first block of shows that we covered, and uh, for those of you that aren't familiar and haven't been following us the whole time, what we've been doing is we, we cover a certain kind of loose connected, loosely connected block of shows, and then we would put a supplemental episode in there, and then we would kind of continue on to another block. The first block of shows that we covered was kind of the Nickelodeon block. Um, It started with Salute Your Shorts, then we covered The Adventures of Pete and Pete, uh, Clarissa Explains It All, Are You Afraid of the Dark, and Hey Dude. Mike, uh, you were on a couple of those episodes. You did The Adventures of Pete and Pete, and then Clarissa Explains It All. But you are familiar with Are You Afraid of the Dark, Hey Dude, Uh, and Salute Your Shorts, obviously.
1: I'm familiar with them, but I don't care.
3: (laughs) But but just looking (laughs) back at the the Nickelodeon block um, and those shows that we covered, what's your favorite part of of retro TV when it came to Nickelodeon live-action kids' shows? What did you like?
1: When it came to it, it was, honestly, it was SNCC. It was Saturday Night Nick. It didn't matter. Uh, You know, my favorite show at the time was Clarissa. I also liked The Secret World of Alex Mack, um, which, sadly, we didn't cover in Season 1. I don't know why, but whatever. (laughs) Anyway, um, you know, I liked Pete and Pete back in the day. Watching it back now, it's a little strange. The only cool thing about that show at this point in time, you know, X number of years later, is the theme song, Hey Sandy. Um, but really, Clarissa is really where it kind of it, it is good for me as far as that. I like That show was so cool, and it still is today.
3: Yeah, I remember watching um, shows like Hey Dude and Sleep Your Shorts After School um, or on Saturdays or whenever they aired, just kind of on their own. But I do remember that that nighttime block where you had Uh, Clarissa explains it all. Are you afraid of the dark? And a few of those shows backed up, you know, one after the other in that in that SNICK block that you're talking about. That was definitely um, something that was very popular at the time. Um, I think a lot of people don't can't relate to this that grew up after us or from other generations. Mm -hmm. When we grew up, basically outside of you know your Saturday morning lineups where all the networks were showing cartoons, you know, during Saturday morning. Or your four, you know, three p.m. to five p.m. like after-school little blocks that some of the networks would do. Yeah, it there wasn't a gazillion channels. You had your ABC, CBS, um, you know, NBC. Eventually, Fox. Um, you know, there's no CW or WB at this time. Um, you know, you had your TBS, TNT, your USA Network, um, and you had Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon was really the place to go for shows if you were not an adult.
1: It Yeah, it pretty much was. And, you know, the sad thing is, and we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get to this um, in the other TV podcast when we get to it, but, you know, I, I keep doing research on the Disney Channel because uh, I thought the Disney Channel started later than what it did. Like, I don't remember, you know, we mentioned this in the Mickey Mouse Club episode. I don't remember the Disney Channel in 1989 as a nine-year-old. But that's right around the time or close to the time when that channel actually started. Yeah. I don't remember that. I remember watching Nickelodeon.
3: Yeah, I think it was a lot to do with how Disney started. And when they started, it was a lot of stuff that kids wouldn't have been interested in. It was more stuff that moms or families would have been interested in showing their really young kids. And we were kind of past that point. But really, Nickelodeon... It was the first channel that we kind of had that was uh, an entire slate geared towards kids. You had, you, you know, you had game shows, you had regular, you know, sitcom type shows, you had a whole variety of things, and that is what everybody went to to watch TV when they were a kid, uh, growing up in the 80s, was Nickelodeon, that you knew you were going to see something you liked when you turned to Nickelodeon. So it, it definitely was uh, was something that it isn't anymore. <laughs> um, and something that doesn't exist anymore in our day and age where there's a gazillion channels, there's Netflix, there's, you know, whatever. There's a gazillion ways to to obtain your media. But back in the day, Nickelodeon was the go-to place back in the 80s. Um, so they had a lot of good stuff. I think my favorite show out of this, song, this selection would probably have been Hey Dude, even though you hate it. Um, I did kind of have a special... Affinity to Are You Afraid of the Dark, but I agree with you. Uh, Adventures of Pete and Pete, well, it wasn't something I was huge on back then. Still not something I, I, I like a ton of. I remember my sister being into Klitsch that explains it all a lot. Salute Your Shorts was fun, but I liked Hey Dude a little bit better. Um, after the Nickelodeon block, we did a supplemental episode on uh, JT joined me for this one, and we talked about our... Uh, Characters from season one that we would have picked as as friends or people we would have wanted to hang out with most. It was called entitled our our best friends from season one. Um, so if you want to take a look back and see which people we thought would be cool to hang out with, that was the first supplemental episode. And then we entered a second block of shows, which we kind of uh, which I kind of titled the the educational um, school centered shows. These shows included Bill Nye the Science Guy, Beekman's World
2: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and
3: conditions 18 plus. Which a lot of people don't remember. Reading Rainbow um, and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood.
1: Now, we got to stop on Reading Rainbow just for a second because recently in the last year or so, Reading Rainbow is coming back. LeVar Burton has raised godly amounts of money to bring that show back. And that's amazing.
3: Yep. It'll be back uh, on like an internet uh, forum type of uh, situation there. And uh, it's awesome that he's doing that. Um, what was it? What, what's your favorite part of the educational shows that you watched when you were growing up? Did did one of these stand out more than the other between Bill Nye, Beekman, Mr. Wizard, uh, Reading Rainbow, and Mr. Rogers? Beekman always. He.
1: I always thought Beekman was on drugs. I always thought Beekman was the guy that the, the dare police officer told me to stay away from. I never liked Beekman's world. I, I don't know what it was about that guy I never really for cared some
3: about reason him. I hear a lot of people and I think it's just because they're younger people that I'm hearing but a lot of people yeah. refer more to Bill Nye and then they're like oh Beekman was that you know that wannabe or the, the, the minor league <laughs> yeah. version of Bill Nye I think that's more of an age thing It probably is honestly I think Bill for... Nye came a little bit later than Beekman.
1: Okay, I I don't know.
3: I'm not looking at it. But uh, but I don't. I didn't sure. see either one as like superior to the other necessarily. they were both kind of trying to do the same thing.
1: Yeah, but in two very different ways. Like Bill Nye was way more on the educational, whereas Beekman was kind of like, "Hey, here's some education. Now we're gonna go have fun." And they were Beekman all copying
3: like, the Godfather of this type of show, which was Mister Wizards.
1: Yeah, and see, I don't even remember Mister Wizards. That bald guy was awesome. <laughs> I I remember the guy in the sweater that's what I remember you know Mr. Rogers Neighborhood that was and again it was because Mr. Rogers Neighborhood came after Sesame Street I know Sesame Street isn't in this block we'll talk about that in a minute but it's one of those things where when I was growing up in Massachusetts Sesame Street came on first Mr. Rogers came on after and you always were watching those two shows in the morning before you you know hurried off to the school bus right um and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhoods, you know, people can make all the jokes they want about the mailman and everything else and all that. It was really interesting, fun stuff.
3: It was it was one-of-a-kind show that really did a good job uh, t- just educating kids.
1: Exactly. And not
3: necessarily in a teach-you-like-we're-going-to-teach-you-math type thing, but just about the world right. and stuff around them. Right. Um. Uh-huh. Then we got into another supplemental episode. Mike joined me on this one, and that was the best parental figures from season one of the telecast. So we talked about which uh, mom or dad w- would be the best parental figure. So you can go back and check out the, the description. says that uh, you had some selections on your list that are sure to leave some people speechless. So uh, I don't remember what those were. I don't even
1: remember but, that. Uh,
3: we'll have to go back and listen to that to see. Uh, then we got into another block, um, and that would be the um, puppet block. Which included things like uh, Eureka's Castle, Today's Special, Sesame Street, Fraggle Rock, and The Muppet Show. Obviously, some Jim Jim Henson influence. A lot of people don't know what Today's Special is. Everybody that's heard of Today's Special or remembers it always gets points for me um, because I was convinced for the longest time that my sister and I were the only people that ever apparently watched that show. Um, Eureka's Castle was another Nickelodeon show that was uh, interesting, um, but it's obviously all about Jim Henson in this block with uh, Sesame Street, Fraggle Rock, and and The Muppet Show. What's your favorite part of that block? All three? All three.
1: Sesame Muppets and because they were all three very different shows. Sesame Street was kind of the educational thing, and nobody talked to me about Bert and Ernie. Just don't even because that ain't true. Huh. I don't care. I'm not trying to be anti-gay here. They are best friends. There isn't. When that story came out, it's like really seriously. You're gonna turn you know a you know childhood. Um, characters that people looked up to—you're gonna, you, you're gonna try to pervert that. And don't get me wrong—you know, people's sexual orientation is what it is. That's fine. I don't care. But when you sit there and try to turn fictional characters gay or straight or whatever, it doesn't matter. It didn't matter. They were best friends. I mean, you know, like. I can't see any any couple, whether they're heterosexual or homosexual. I cannot see them arguing over who has the most or the least amount of grape juice. That's what best friends do. Damn it! Hmm. <laughs> you know it's one of those things where it's like, wow, I can't. But and then Cookie Monster. They tried to make Cookie Monster healthy. Are you kidding? His whole point is to eat cookies. It's in his name.
3: And we don't even um, want to get started with Elmo. Um, I think the best thing is kind of something you pointed out about what uh, the Henson crew was doing there Is that they created three shows basically in the same type of time frame that were completely different You know, even though there's some crossover in a way and they're they're all Muppets, etc It's three very different atmospheres and and, uh, kind of feel that each of those shows brings out of you um, which makes them distinct and was, I think, it was help them uh, be able to coexist in a way, in in you know that same couple decades, so that was impressive. Um, the subject. Supp- really go ahead
1: really really quickly. I'm sorry, really quickly while I while I don't forget about this. Most recently, uh, our buddies uh, Dan, Greg, and Chuck over on Talking in Circles had their ultimate Saturday morning cartoon lineup thing where they each made. Like if they were in charge of right. television was programming, right? So they just recently did this, and now I'm very mad that
3: I didn't get invited to do that with
1: them. <laughs> now that well, I'm sure we can do it on Tooncast. I don't care. It, whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> since you mentioned that, and I mentioned that they the, you know Sesame Street, Fraggle Rock, and the Muppets are very three very different yet similar shows. The way I'm now looking at them as a almost 35-year-old guy, is Sesame Street is your mor- morning education, Fraggle Rock would be your after-school adventure, and The Muppet Show would take place of something like Entertainment Tonight or something where it would be your evening comedy mm-hmm. for kids. And The Muppet Show, by far, was the most adult program out of the three.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think that's why I like it the most now. Um, yeah. I probably would have picked Sesame Street growing up, but... Uh... I definitely like a lot about The Muppet Show still. Um, there's
1: there's a lot to like about – I'm sorry to keep interrupting you, but there's like a it. lot to like about Sesame Street. I mean – and don't get me wrong. I like a lot of the characters on Sesame Street, but my favorites as a kid and even now are Bert and Ernie. My fa- one of my favorite Burt and Ernie episodes or Bert and Ernie skits or whatever you want to call it is when they go to the tomb. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I absolutely love that. it was just so, so amazing. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You can interrupt
3: anytime. (laughs) Um, And then I rolled some people's eyes probably because in our supplemental episode for that block, we talked about the best puppets of of all time um, (laughs) in which I uh, very much omitted on intentionally – Intentionally omitted Miss Piggy from my list completely because of my disdain for that character. Um,
1: okay, what well, explain to me again why you hate her. I, ju-
3: I think it's just every bad stereotype about women and with a with a dose of feminism and a dose of pig and a uh, just annoying voice and personality. And Kermit deserves better. <laughs> um, then we got into... Uh, Our next block, which uh, happened to be a a game show block, and in the game show block, we talked about uh, Guts, Legends of the Hidden Temple, Where in the World Is Carmen Sandiego, Wild and Crazy Kids, and Double Dare. Um, What are your thoughts about game shows from back in the day?
1: (laughs) I liked Wheel of Fortune. (laughs) I'm sorry, Um, kids. I really. I really miss Concentration. Anyway, uh, (laughs) um, I, you know, I, I I wasn't too big of a fan of Double Dare. I liked the first couple of seasons, but after a while it's like, okay, this is getting old.
3: But the obstacle course at the end was
1: awesome. Yeah. Reminded me of American Gladiators at the time (laughs) though. It was a kid version of American Gladiators. Um, uh, you know, I love lit Legends of the Hidden Temple mm-hmm. I, I thought that was one of the cooler ones um, I never saw Guts I never saw Wild and Crazy Kids um, probably why I'm not on a lot of the game show block episodes of the podcast if, if I had to pick the one I watched
3: the most it was Double Dare um, that yeah. would seem to be like the go-to the like the Michael Jordan of, of kids
0: uh, game <laughs> shows
3: like that was where it was at but uh, the one I probably enjoyed the most was Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego
1: Oh, absolutely.
3: Um, not to say I didn't like, I agree with you, Legends of the Hidden Temple was awesome. I prefer that over Guts and Wild and Crazy Kids. But uh, Where in the World is Carmen Diego is something I always wanted to be on. I wanted to, to play the bonus round in both Carmen San Diego and Double Dare. Um, so I had a special place for both of those. And there was a ton of other game shows that we did not cover. Um mm-hmm which we'll get to in a little bit, but uh, but Nickelodeon and a couple of those other channels were doing trying a lot of different game shows. Some of them did not last very long, so that's why there were so many of them, but we could have covered a, a whole slew of them, but these were probably the main, I would say the, the most popular five game shows that we could have covered. Um, and then after that, we had another supplemental episode, which was all about um, our favorite theme songs from... Uh, season one of the telecast so we that was Mike and I and we kind of walked down our, our five favorite season one theme songs so that's a good episode if you want one to go back and listen to and you can listen to a bunch of songs in the meantime so it, uh, if you get tired of listening to us you get some songs and us so it kind of works both ways then we got into uh, yet another block and I guess you can call this one the kids sitcom block or you can just call it the save by the bell block um, it was Good Morning Miss Bliss, Saved by the Bell, Saved by the Bell: The College Years, Saved by the Bell: The New Class, and California Dreams. Don't sell California Dreams short. It was a good show with an epic theme song. But uh, as far no, as I
1: always, I always used to get that and the raisins mixed. Up. Oh man. The California races were so much better than California Dreams. But uh, as
3: far as the actual Saved by the Bell shows, I know we kind of talked about it since you were on most of these with me, but uh, which version is your favorite out of Good Morning Miss Bliss, the the classic, College Years, and the New Class?
1: New Class can die in a fire. Um, New (laughs) Class... God. The sad thing is New Class is the longest one out of all of them. That is so sad. Uh I I'm sorry folks. I, I just I'm about to hit my head on my desk. Um I like the classic uh but I found it got old a little bit after a while. Um my favorite is college years because they actually made them grow up, made them go away from Bayside, put them in a new environment. Basically took Kelly away from Zack for at least the first season or half of the first season. Uh you
3: know, it had much more of, of, of like another world. Was that the Disney spin or the Cosby spinoff? No, a different a different world. World. Yeah. it had that feel f- kind of um, where it was just like more of an adult show or more of a mature show, but still Saved by the Bell. And I did absolutely love it back in the day, but I, I Saved by the Bell, the original, I can watch over and over and over again. I don't care. I don't care if it's nostalgia or what. I still enjoy that show. <laughs> Call me crazy.
1: No, I mean you're right, and and it is. I mean it is still very very enjoyable. I just after a while, as it was airing, and as you know, even in reruns, it's like show the college years already. That's what I like the most. I know I I do like say I do really enjoy Say by the Bell. Um, it, it had a lot of funny moments. I mean, <laughs> probably one of the first kids television programs where men were um <laughs> well, at least in Slater's case they were um emasculated a lot huh. <laughs> cuz let's face it Jesse uh was no princess
3: <laughs> yeah that's true um after the save by the bell block we did another supplemental episode JT and I talked about our childhood crushes that may have uh, been a part of any of the season 1 shows um we talked about Leah Remini who was in a Saved by the Bell episode, uh, Clarissa herself, um, We talked about a couple of the girls from Hey Dude, um, Jennifer Love Hewitt since she was on Kids Incorporated, um, the the girl from the Save by the Bell, the new class, I can never remember her name, um, Tiffany Amber uh, Thiessen from Saved by the Bell, Yeah. yeah. Um, so we talked about a bunch of our childhood crushes that may have appeared in, somewhere in season one. And then we moved on to yet another block, and this one was just kind of the -the off-the-wall block, I guess you can call it that, zany block. It was You Can't Do That on Television, Land of the Lost, the ABC Weekend Specials, Hey Vern, It's Earnest, and Pee-wee's Playhouse. So that was all over the place. Um, Obviously, a lot of people don't know about You Can't Do That on Television, but that was one of the pioneers of Nickelodeon before Nickelodeon became popular. And it's something that has never been able to be duplicated. Um, s- such a classic show for really showing a specific moment in t- uh, television history, as far as youth television at least. Um, right, right. You know, Land of the Lost, that's something that was very much in my memory banks and something I l- remember fondly from being a child. That is something that if you remember that show fondly, do not watch it. <laughs> it will ruin your memories. <laughs> um, as far as Haven, hey, it's Ernest and Pee Wee's Playhouse. I know you're familiar with some of those. Uh, do you have a preference out of those two?
1: Pee Wee's Playhouse.
3: Yeah, I mean, talk about unique shows. Uh, that is again <laughs> something that has and never will be duplicated. Although they uh, have I been talking know. about bringing it back.
1: I was gonna say they've been talking about bringing but like it I back.
3: Said, talking um, about bringing it back and actually duplicating the success of it is two different things.
1: Well, they kind of did bring it back. I mean, kind of, a little bit, because Shout Factory has just released the complete series collection for Pee-wee's Playhouse on DVD and (laughs) Blu-ray. So, there is that. So, at least they brought it back in physical media form, so people can watch all of the episodes in one place. Right. And and, then, you know, we got to talk about that just for a second, because... A lot of these shows, I, I know Clarissa has had DVDs. I know Say by the Bell has had DVDs and stuff like that. But a lot of these shows, like the, um, um, uh, you can't do that on television, I'm sure, might have one or two single disc releases. But a lot of these shows aren't on DVD. I know Sesame Street is. I know The Muppet Show is. I know Fraggle Rock yeah, is. But a lot of them are not. But a lot of the ones that we've covered here are not, like, I would probably say uh, 75% of the ones that we, like, the more obscure ones are not on DVD.
3: Right. And I think it's something where people just didn't realize they are just kid shows at the time, so they didn't do a great job preserving some of them. Um, and the yeah. other ones have some copyright issues that you have to deal with, especially the next block we'll get to. Um, Before we get to that block, the last supplemental episode we did for the season was uh, 30.5, which was the most hated characters, um, which Mike joined (laughs) me on. So we talked about our most hated characters from season one. I think I might have talked about Miss Piggy in that one. Maybe not. I think so. And then we got to our last block, which was the music-themed shows, which included uh, Sharon Lewis and Bram's The Elephant Show, Mickey Mouse Club, uh, and Kids Incorporated. So uh those were kind of the more of the music based shows there. There's only three of them, and those shows definitely are hard to come uh as far as getting releases because of the music that's that's in them um, I don't know Close. go ahead.
1: Well, plus we said in those episodes we wouldn't want to watch them again. Yeah,
3: I mean I don't mind the Elephant Show too much. It's it, it's somewhat decent uh, for its time, and obviously Mickey Mouse Club and Kid Incorporated produced a whole lot of stars, like we talked about in the episodes, from you know Britney Spears to you know Justin Timberlake, to Christina Aguilera, Jennifer F. Hewitt, Fergie, um, Ryan Gosling. So there's a lot of people involved in, in those two shows that would later become other um, popular for other things. So that's fun, and it was fun dealing with all of the music shows. And then uh, we finally got to the point where we would get to our Listener's Choice episode, the first ever GCRN show that the listeners basically got to choose the topic for. And that'll probably be a trend going forward. But uh, the Listener's Choice revealed, that we just revealed recently, uh, when that episode aired, went back to the game show block and one of the many game shows that we didn't talk about, which was Nick Arcade. Um, Mike and I recorded that episode... Uh, Maybe it would have been a better show today or
2: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office.
0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh,
2: oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts.
3: We're with a different host, but uh, we we gave it kudos for what it was trying to do. Um, And we also thanked all the people that, or want to thank all the people that voted for the listener's choice. Uh, We had, um, what was it, Secret World of Alex Mack, is that a show? Got votes, Uh, Welcome Freshman, Nick Arcade, some other game shows, uh, Finders, Keepers, What Would You Do, Video Power, um, a lot of different shows got votes. I think we had, um, I don't know, 15 or 20 people vote on that at least. So Nick Arcade became the first Listener's Choice episode, and uh, I don't think that was a bad choice. Uh, That was the one that I at least remembered from my childhood, so I didn't mind talking about that one.
1: (laughs) And it kind of fit in with the whole block of what season the, the the overall theme of season 1 right i mean i mean that that you know you could have easily switched out um
3: wild and crazy kids the, or something yeah. like
1: that <laughs> yeah
3: um i did want to take a quick second to thank all the people that did join me and and help make season 1 possible um i don't mind riding solo every once in a while and i i did that on probably three or four different episodes um but it's always fun to talk with somebody that if they can remember the show. So you know, obviously, Mike, you were in a, a good majority of the show. So I appreciate your your help with season one. Uh, I have no lies. Steve Megatron Phillips uh, helped out on a bunch of shows. JT from Saskatoon helped out on a ton of shows. I he he has seen just about as many obscure shows as I have. So the, well, he
1: does live in Canada, so, <laughs> so there is that. Right. Really
3: enjoyed JT being on the show. Uh, Tara the Rising Star. Um, was obviously uh, on a bunch of episodes. Um, let's see, who else did I have? Chris uh, from Stapleton from chicken pot pod. Uh, he joined me on the today's special show, the lost episode of season one. And then I also had uh Glade Packer was on the show. Um, he was on one of the supplemental mu- uh, Muppet shows or the b- best puppet shows. Um, so yeah, thanks to all those guys for joining me and girls, girl guys and girl. Um, and hopefully we can just uh, open up and even, even have a more diverse group going forward into uh, season two and beyond. So it's always good to hear from different people. And that was one of the keys going into telecast that I wanted uh, a lot of different voices heard so nobody would get tired of uh, me and Mike yapping at each other like we, we tend to do on all our other shows.
1: All right. Hold on. <laughs> Wait a second here. Wait a second here. You recently have done a history project on the GeekCast Radio Network and... um. You told me that I was in eighty-five percent of the entirety of the network content when it comes to podcasts. Yeah, it would have been more if
3: I would have let you in on all the telecast episodes. Uh, well,
1: but but it wasn't even that. There's some that I just like guts. I don't remember right. guts. Like and that was I'm the not, point. I'm to, not, to I'm to not I'm gonna. I'm not gonna sit here. I'm not gonna sit here and be on a show that I don't know and I don't want to talk about. Right. Uh, but at the same time. I, I haven't had, you know, a lot of complaints of, oh, why don't you go away? Why I've don't you stop podcasting? What you know, so it's, you know, I, I know you were, but I, I'm just saying that it's like, you
3: know. The biggest thing for us as we do go through the telecast is finding people that, that enjoyed the show or at least are willing to watch a few episodes or, or you know, do some research on the show so they can yeah. give an opinion on it. And that's why we have a, a pretty good rotation uh, of, of people and voices. So that's good. Um Overall, I think the best thing about telecast from my standpoint is just being able to kind of take a, a personal trip down memory lane um, and not doing it uh, alone, doing it with the, with some friends, doing it with some new people that I've met along the way, and doing it with the listeners and, and getting in on their comments. You know, we have had a bunch of comments on, on the different uh, posts, the episode posts at Geekcast Radio Network, so um so that was good so my favorite thing is probably just the reaction that telecast got from the listeners and not only the reaction from the listeners but the reaction while i was doing something fun while i was just taking a trip down memory lane and and reliving some of the things i liked from my childhood so that's probably my favorite thing and i think the best thing about telecast is being able to do something fun and get a good reaction out of the listeners
1: yeah, I can agree with that. Mine was probably some of, you know, just talking about some of my favorite shows. Yeah. Um, you know, I said recently on a uh, the most recent Altered Geek episode, uh, Steve, myself, and Birdman Dodd from net sat down, and we just had an all-out, no-holds-barred geek discussion on anything and everything, and it was, you know, we talked about a little bit of the network stuff, and you know, how podcasting has kind of, you know, influenced us and evolved us over the time that all of us have been doing it. And for me, what it is, is, you know, pick a topic that we all enjoy and want to talk about and find the time to sit down and talk about it. You know, find the time to get all of us to get online, no matter who it is, whether it's me and you, whether it's me and Steve, whoever it is, doesn't matter. And we sit there for half hour, hour, hour and a half, whatever, and just have a discussion. You know, and that's that, you know, I do the pod. I've said this many times in my overall six years of podcasting. I do the podcasting. I do the records and all that stuff for myself. If people gravitate to it, if people enjoy it, that's great. But I do it for my own enjoyment overall.
3: Right, and I and I think that's what you have to do um, if you're going to be doing it at all. Otherwise, there's really no point. Um, yeah, just like most things you do, you, you should you should get some enjoyment out of it, regardless. Um, but that's why I was saying I think like the best, um, or at least my favorite part of this, was being able to do something that I like and do something that I was getting enjoyment, but at the same time, something that was getting a lot of feedback from uh, from the listeners, um, mm-hmm. and and a lot of positive feedback on, and then kind of gives us a good transition right into uh, I wanted to kind of go down a little bit about the iTunes feedback that we have gotten. Um, Steve uh, Megatron there uh, had given us a site that you could go to that you could actually pull up iTunes from different countries for specific shows. Something that we had never been able to do before. Um, You know, before we were obviously limited to just seeing what the the US viewers and listeners were saying. So I, I did a look up of the iTunes reviews for Telecast from outside the U.S. and inside the U.S. So uh, there's been a couple that we were never never able to um, talk about on, on air.
1: Okay.
3: So I want to give those people a chance since we never got a shout-out. But uh, just for the record, as far as iTunes goes in the U.S., we have – it's either 25 or 35 uh, reviews.
1: It. No, it's 25 ratings, 17. Right, 25
3: ratings, that's what I meant. And uh, we are holding a five-star rating. Yes. Through all of those uh, 20-plus ratings and through all the reviews, so we're we're staying pretty steady with five stars. In fact, um, there's only been two total people that have written a review. This is worldwide. Only two people that have written a review that have not given us a 5 star rating and they both gave us a 4 Right. so I mean that type of feedback is excellent oh absolutely Um, real quick um, I'm not going to read through all 19 reviews because that would take a long time Um, but I wanted to at least give a shout out to the couple um, outside the US we had one from Canada Mm
2: -hmm. and that
3: was left by Alex R 1987 and it was entitled Awesome Trip Down Memory Lane and the review read this show is an awesome trip down memory lane some of these shows i never watched but this is a great show to listen to and learn about all of them so thank you alex from canada
1: i think that's alex ricci honestly he's he's one of the um i think that's who that is he's uh he's one of the twig listeners uh and he gravitated over towards us once um i think after i had been on nerd news network over at twig for a while
3: gotcha and uh the other one actually came to us from Australia hmm. and that was from uh a username Big Bad Booty Daddy <laughs> with a bunch of zeros and ones and stuff, so it's not all the letters anyway um also a five star review and hes his title was "I wish I was a teenager again," and the review read that the geek cast crew have created another entertaining podcast. This podcast will take you back to those favorite kids shows you enjoyed in your childhood. After listening to this podcast, you start to appreciate how great children's programming really was back in the day. I love listening to the guys give their personal opinions, but I most enjoy the fun facts given towards the end of each show. I am really hoping the guys decide to review other more family-type shows such as Blossom, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, and The Wonder Years. Please give this podcast a go and give the guys a high rating in which they thoroughly deserve.
1: I don't know how kid-friendly Parker
3: Lewis is, but <laughs> but uh, so not just five stars here in the U.S. Both a five-star reading from Canada and Australia here. Um, awesome among all the U.S. ones, which we read uh, for the most part as they happen throughout the the course of season one. So that's awesome. Like I said, the that's part of what what makes this fun is getting that much positive feedback and uh, and unanimous feedback um, for a long time. Uh, I believe when we did our year and, you know, review shows at the network that uh, telecast for a long time was one of the highest rating shows we had. Yep. not trying to toot my own horn, but uh, that was Don't fun. Lie. Obviously, now it's probably would be taken over by some of the new, I guess, the new style of shows that we've been doing with Talking in Circles and uh, Altered Geek and, and some of that type of stuff off the cuff, maybe. And while well, weekend at the movies existed, <laughs> that show as well. Um, you, mean, you mean it's dead? I, I don't know. We'll have to see. But um, it's dead,
1: ship. It's dead.
3: It we're giving we're giving it all she gets, but uh, but yeah. I can't give it no more to We'll have to see now that those shows are all going and kind of full fledged and have somewhat of a following when when season two kicks off. Uh, if we get any of that following back or, or what exactly happens, but we're going to take a quick break. Now that I mentioned season two, before we uh, unveil the theme song contest winner. And before we unveil what's coming in season two. So we'll be right back.
0: Back After these messages, we'll be right back.
1: Remote Control is the new TV podcast from the Geekcast Radio Network. We'll be covering TV shows and topics from the year 2000 to whenever now is. We'll have special themed episodes entitled pilot and season premieres, as well as finishing finales. We'll also have season pass episodes where we take a look at an entire season of a TV show. Remote Control can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and www.geekcastradio.com. So tune in because we are all remote controlled.
2: Hi, this is Greg, this is Chuck, and this is Dan, and we are Talking in Circles. Because the world needs another podcast, we are here as Geekcast Radio's newest edition.
1: And, as the title says, each week we get lost in conversation about a wide range of topics,
2: including movies, comics, games, art, TV, and even occasionally sports. We play games and discuss pivotal topics like who would win in a fight, the Kool-Aid Man, or Tony the Tiger, and examine the hot-button issues of the world of geekdom. We keep things fresh by taking timeless topics in new directions. We are simply three friends having a fun time talking about life's most fascinating foibles. Stay connected with us every Tuesday on iTunes or at geekcastradio.com.
3: Thank you, as always, for sticking with us. Um, real quick, before we get on to what the future is for Telecast, um, which we've somewhat teased in in a couple different blogs, but we haven't given away all of the information yet. So before we get to that, we do have one last piece of business to uh, take care of, and that would be unveiling the winner of the theme song contest that we had going throughout Season 1. Um, if you're not familiar, obviously at the end of every episode of Telecast Season 1, there was a mashup of theme song uh, clips that included all of the Season 1 uh, shows except for one. And the the contest was who could give me the order that all of those theme songs appeared and what show was missing. Um, we had actually a, about... 10 to 15 people submit uh, responses, and there were a few of them that were correct. There were some that were wrong, um, but there was a few that were correct. And, uh, and we took the ones that were correct, kind of drew, drew out of a hat to see who the winner would be. And the winner of the theme song contest was someone by the name of Jalen Jade, uh, the Jade Geek. I don't know anything else about him <laughs> or her. I assume it's a him. But uh, they correctly identified the entire order of all of the shows, and they did um, also give us the show that was missing, which was Saved by the Bell, The New Class. Kind of a trick Thank there.
1: God, Yeah, that's a little... Uh... I
3: believe uh, it, it's signed as Jeff from Salt Lake City, Utah. So uh... Jalen Jade, the Jade Geek, or Jeff, I don't know how he's going to... Be referred to, but he is the winner of the theme song contest, and if you would like to claim his prize, which I guess I can reveal as well, um the prize will be, be helpful well I know a lot of the shows are not available on DVD, but uh but Jeff is able to select any show from season one that is available on DVD. And a uh, and one of the season sets of that DVD from that show will be sent to him. Cool. So if he could pick season one of Save by the... Well, I think it's a two-pack for Save by the Bell, but it would be like seasons one and two of Save by the Bell, season one of Hey Dude, um, season one of The Muppet Show, whatever he wants will be sent to him in Salt Lake City, Utah. The only trick is he had to be listening to the show to know that he won, and uh, he has to obviously... Um, Send me another email giving the uh, contact information so that I can actually have an address to ship it to. <laughs> so right, right. Uh, if you're on, if you're listening and you know you won, reply to me once again at the same email. If you can't find the email, um, just send me a tweet at Optimus Solo, and I will take care of you. All right um getting into season two i'm going to give you a quick chance first because there is going to be some stuff that's happening between season one and season two in whatever we want to call the off season so uh there will be some stuff happening that we kind of teased to in the blog about the future of tv podcasts at the geekcast radio network so i'm going to let mike talk about that first and then i will give you the reveal of what genre we will be covering in season two of the telecast and some ideas of what shows to expect that will be coming so mike what's happening in the off season
1: all right, well, you know, I got tired of waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting to talk about TV. I really, really did.
3: And then so his chair broke, it took... so Now he doesn't care. What I said, and then your chair broke, so now you don't care.
1: Shut the hell up! Uh...
3: <laughs> Inside joke.
1: Shut up, um... <laughs> jerk face. Um...
3: I mean, calls worse.
1: I... <laughs> uh, so. It took me about a year. All as I, between March of 2013 and October, September, October of 2014, I had this idea that I wanted to do a new TV podcast uh, where the main focus would be current television for the most part. Um, the only idea I had was I wanted Steve Megatron, who does all of our art, for the podcast, the banners, the website, all that stuff, does amazing work. I wanted him to make us a giant GCRN remote control. <laughs> um, and I figured, oh, well, hey, I can just call it Remote Control. Uh, so Remote Control has launched. It is the new TV podcast. It is a podcast where we cover anything from 2000 to whenever it now is. So... You know, in your left hand, you could have a bunch of episodes of the telecast, which is pretty much anything from 1999 to, say, 1950, for example. You know, anything backwards in time, remote control is anything forwards in time from 2000 and now. Um, And throughout this process, Kevin and I kind of got back together and said, hey, why don't we try doing collaboration and working on stuff? Because... Like, where this really came from is that Steve Megatron and I really wanted to go talk about Boy Meets World. And Kevin's like, oh, no, that happened in the 90s. It has to be on telecast. I'm like, oh, it ended in 2000. It can still. And that's where we kind of got where we're going to do crossovers. But remote control is a completely different animal than what the telecast is. That was my goal. I didn't want to just make the same podcast twice. And that's wouldn't be fair to Kevin. So, remote control, I introduced something called Season Passes, where we watch an entire season of a television show, take notes, whatever, and then sit down, record the episode, and talk about the entire season of a show in one podcast. Um, some of those are going to be crossovers with the telecast, stuff like some of my favorites, Nash Bridges, Boy Meets World, and... Um, like Angel, uh, uh, what else? What else crossed over? Uh, now and again uh, from CBS, which actually only had one season, but either way, um, so that's what's going to happen. I also, I, I had asked Kevin, like, in like the eighth hour of that original meeting, to get the six seasons, the two hundred and ten episodes of the telecast. I asked him, "Well, what about game shows?" He's like, "Yeah, hey, yeah, nah, whatever." Um, I think that's what you said. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> and accurate. as I was going through remote control, um, the regular remote control episodes are going to be network discussions. So the first six are the, or the first five uh, are going to be all about um, one episode each for ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, and the CW. Uh, so those will be the overall discussion, general discussion kind of episodes. But um, I came up with this thing called the Game Show Grotto. And really where I got the whole grotto thing was that I cannot lie about this. It was the Playboy Mansion. Um, <laughs> um, so the Game Show Grotto is basically where we're going to talk about game shows. Stuff like Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, um Concentration, Hollywood Squares, twenty-five thousand dollar pyramid. Let's make a deal. Family Feud. Name that tune. Scrabble. The Price is Right. Sale of the Century. Uh, Pressure Press Luck, aka Whammy. Um, some of these, not all of them, some of them that started like take Jeopardy started in. Well, the the incarnation that I know started in nineteen eighty four. I know there was an incarnation before that in the '60s, but let's face it, Alex Trebek made that show what it is, and he still does. Uh, so that episode, and the same thing with Wheel of Fortune, those would be one podcast on both feeds for Telecast and Remote Control.
3: Right. So, so anything basically... that, was, that aired on both sides of 2000 will will be basically put on both Cross feeds. Yeah. Uh, whereas anything after will be just put on Remote Controls feed, and where anything retro will be just put on Telecast feed. Right. Um, and then we're also going to be stealing part of Mike's idea, since he was stealing some stuff from us. Um, Wait, <laughs> no, I... um We're <laughs> so also again. stealing one of his ideas because I liked it, and that is the season passes. We will be doing a few season pass episodes for telecast as well. Um, we obviously won't be doing pilot premieres or finales like uh, remote controllers because we can't because that doesn't make any sense. Um, but we can do the season pass episode. So if there's an episode that we kind of do the brief overview on telecast that we – myself and somebody else want to take a deeper look at, or you know, two people want to take a deeper look at, we will do some season pass episodes for the retro shows on telecast as well. So you'll see re- uh, season passes on both uh, podcasts.
1: Can I give an example? Yes. <laughs> There's an episode coming up in in season two. Oh, I
3: can't give an example yet. No, no, no,
1: no. I'm not going to say what the show is, okay. but there, episode 47 of season two is one of my favorite action television shows of all time uh we will after we do the general discussion episode in episode 47 we may at some point down the line not right away but down the line we may go through the four seasons of that show at some point season one would be one podcast Season two would be another, so on, so forth.
3: So just taking so, season one of Telecast for example, like let's say Saved by the Bell, that's or Clarissa. Our, but um, yeah, you know, we did the overview, we did the, the quick look at the who is who and what they're doing now, and the interesting trivia about it, etc. And our general thoughts, you know, down memory lane about that but if say by the bell for example two people really wanted to look at it, then we could each watch all of season one and then we would have one podcast where we just kind of recap all of season one highlights low lights um what we liked what we didn't like uh general thoughts on that season so that's kind of how that would work it's just a in more of an in-depth look with specific examples from episodes whereas these uh overview episodes the general episodes you know, the host might have only rewatched, you know, somewhere between three to six episodes or something just to kind of catch back up on it. Whereas the season pass episodes, you'll watch an entire season.
1: So exactly.
3: That is how that's going to work. Um, so in the off season, you will get the game show Grotto and you'll hear all about these uh, classic game shows. And that will fill up the feed and give you some more content as we prepare for season two of the telecast you might also get a couple season pass episodes um, based on um, some of the season one content that we did talk about so we might get some test season pass episodes along with the game show grotto so you'll have plenty of stuff still um, being put into that feed during the off season Mm -hmm. then we will get to season two and uh A lot of different people have asked me what season two will cover. A lot of different people have asked if Telecast will cover this show, that show, or the other. Um, We we do plan on covering most shows that have been mentioned, but we're doing them in order. We're doing them based on genres, because that's what I want to do. And the second genre that we will be covering, we have titled season two, The Action Block. So season two will be all about action shows from back in the 80s, 90s, etc., there will be one other new thing that is introduced in Season 2 that will continue through the lifetime of the telecast, something that we did not do in Season 1. So I will give you an a inside look as to what that will be. Um, so not only that, will... That kid,
1: is, that kid is so smelly.
3: So, so not only will we have... <laughs> the the regular season two episodes the action block which will consist of such things as I'm just giving you a kind of a snippet here um, Hawaii Five O Magnum PI um, the A Team Miami Vice my favorite show of all time MacGyver um, Twenty One Jump Street um, let's see here uh, Walker Texas Ranger Nash Bridges yeah Nash Bridges NYPD Blue um, Law and Order. So those are some of the types of shows that you will see during season two. Not all of them. There will actually be, we had 35 episodes in season one. 30, uh, season two will consist of 37 episodes. So we'll have 37 different episodes. Uh, one of them will be the listener's choice. One of them will be the wrap-up. So we have 35 different shows that we're covering. The new thing that we're introducing also in season two for those people that are thinking that some of their favorite shows are going to be left out. We are doing something called rerun episodes so as we were watching tv in the 80s and 90s we were watching all these new shows you know like i said like when macgyver was brand new or when hawaii 50 was brand new but as happens when you watch tv sometimes you do get exposure to shows that are only being aired in reruns so even though they weren't airing live in the 80s or 90s we are having rerun episodes where we can talk about stuff that we might have seen even though it wasn't live i will run down the entire slate of season two reruns right now for you so if you're an old school classic tv fan you're in luck because we will be covering rerun episodes on the following Gunsmoke, bonanza dragnet mission impossible starski and hutch all right so those are the main ones that we'll be covering during season two and then of course there will be the listener's choice episode which uh we'll lay out the rules as season two opens. So that is what we're covering in the action block. You can expect uh, some tweaks in the format a little bit. You can expect a new theme song. You can expect uh, maybe another contest along the way. And some. St- we will still bring back supplemental episodes. I'm not going to tell you what they consist of, but we will have some supplemental episodes throughout the action block. Mike, thoughts or comments on season two?
1: Um. I can't wait because I gotta say I can't wait to see what you come up with for a new theme song. Because I'm sorry, I wanted to kill all three of those damn characters. (laughs) I could. By the time season one ended, I wanted to shoot the mouse, the chipmunk, and the guy with the really deep voice. Because I just could not stay in that theme song after a
3: while. Luckily for you, I have made it my goal for every (laughs) season coming forward to try to annoy you in different ways with (laughs)
0: things. So I'm going to try
3: to get worse. So hold on. (laughs) I'm not going to try to get worse, but I am going to try to annoy you with them. So we'll see what I come up with. I have a whole yeah. off-season to come up with it. So.
1: Um, what I am kind of more excited for – I mean I'm, I'm I'm excited for a lot of these discussions in the action block. Um, what I'm kind of a little bit more excited for, um, specifically to my – one of my all-time favorite cop shows. I already mentioned it, Nash Bridges. Um this month, as we're recording this, actually 10 days from when this episode airs, November 18th, 2014, Nash Bridges, the complete series, finally, uh, seasons four through six, uh, along with one through three, are going to be released on DVD, so what I'm really excited about is doing season passes for telecast.
3: That's yeah, really what I'm... to be some of those happening. Um, I don't <laughs> even care if I have to do well i don't know if i'll do the macgyver ones or not or if i'll eventually do a MacGyver well, podcast or yeah. whatever but but uh there's a bunch of these that i actually already own on dvd so i will definitely be doing those um and there will be an entire slate of season two episodes and the whole kind of rundown uh made as a blog um during the off season probably as soon as uh, season one is completely done i will put a blog up there that gives you a uh, a whole rundown of all 37 episodes of season two and what to expect. So you can pick out your favorite ones and, and kind of have a radar on for when those may be coming up in the schedule. Cause they're all numbered. They're all in the order. Um, so it's all good. All right. Anything else, sir?
1: Nope. Oh, that's it.
3: Alrighty then. So I would like to thank TFG one Mike for being with me today as we wrapped up season one. And of course I'd like to thank you, the listener for joining us here. On the telecast. If you want to leave us feedback on the show, your thoughts on season one or your thoughts on what you're hoping for in season two, something you want to see come back, something you want to see go away, any types of changes you may want, now is the time to let your voice be heard so that we can make some tweaks based on your feedback for season two. If you don't speak, we won't change anything except for what i want to change all right so uh (laughs) wait
1: a second here i know it's your show but come on now. so
3: you can do that by uh going to this episode's post go to geekcastradio.com find the season one wrap-up post and make comments on that page so that i can get your feedback um you can also continue to rate our show and leave us feedback in itunes like we talked about we have five star ratings going on we would love to get more more voices on itunes as well um you can also keep up to date with all things geek-related, geekcast-related, by uh, becoming a fan of us on Facebook. Mike will keep you up to date. He'll show, he'll give you a post there on when the different things during the off-season are happening, when the blog goes up for Season 2, when Season 2 is going to begin. If we're doing any season passes, he'll put all of that on Facebook. So if you become a fan of us on Facebook, you will stay in the loop. All right. Um, so I guess that does it for now. Um Real quick, what's your Twitter in case people want it? GF Joan Mike, mean in case people. And mine's Optimus (laughs) Solo. So, Mr. Uh, Theme Song Contest winner, you can tweet me at Optimus Solo. If you also have feedback and you don't want to go to the webpage, you can can tweet me or uh, figure out a way to send me um, some email. I'll give you that through a direct message, possibly. All right, so that does it for now. We hope we succeeded in entertaining you, informing you, and most importantly, unleashing the geek in you on this episode of the Telecast. And we hope that you will tune in for our next episode when we will begin Season 2, and we also hope that you'll tune in during the off-season to the Game Show Grotto. For now, I'm your host, Optimus Solo, with... GFG and Mike. And we will see you next time on the telecast.
0: There's your stuff, Ted. Hello, summer school,
2: I'm such a fool and Guys, I can't believe this is happening. It's such a drag Hey, hey, it's not that bad. It's only summer school
0: And it's not like it'll be forever. Go home, pass a few courses Before you know it, you'll be back at the bar none.
3: Yeah, I just can't help but think that in a little while, I'll just be another computer
2: chip in Mr. Ernst's file of former employees.
3: I'm sure gonna miss you.
2: <sighs> Me too.
0: Yeah, it's not gonna be the same without our good old Ted. Bye, bye Ted. Bye, bye super guy. He's up to summer high. Feel like I cry. Right. Bye, Ted. Come on, let's go. Yeah, I'll be there in a second, Mr. Ernst. Okay, Ted. Come on. Well, guys, I hate long
2: advice. So See you.
0: See ya. Bye. Ted. I, I, um, I just wanted to... I'm going to miss you. Hurry back, Okay.
2: Choice for a school song, written by Screech Powers. Don't blame me if it stinks. Maestro. It seems like only yesterday
0: we started. Before I sign, there's there's something I have to do. Yeah. Now what? Well, I, I gotta say goodbye to Gertrude. So say goodbye. Yeah, well, I'd like to do it with a song. A song? Yeah, yeah, I, I've written out the lyrics here. It's called Goodbye to Gertrude. Well, I wrote it myself, and I'd like it if you'd all sing along with me.
2: Oh, of course. I'll sing with you, Sam. Mm. Oh, dear friend, I'd be proud to sing with you. <laughs> Gertrude, it's the least I can do. Great.
3: Oh, brother, a song to a car. Gertrude, old girl, my heart's in a whirl.
0: Cause these goodbyes are hard to come by. We'll try not to cry as we say goodbye. Stop singing, Jody. I don't think I want to buy a car from a man who wouldn't sing goodbye to my old Gertrude. Gertrude, old girl, my heart's oh, in a world. These that's goodbyes are hard to come by. We'll try not to cry as, as we say goodbye. you're more than a car. You're like a friend, and that's why I hate to see this long road. While we've traveled through blizzards, through fog and through ice And we've crisscrossed this whole country once or twice We got only one ticket in all of those years From that big traffic jam when I jammed your gears Gertrude, old girl, my heart's in a whirl Cause these goodbyes are hard to come by We'll try not to cry as we say goodbye Remember the time that I forgot your break And you almost drifted right into the lake You waited at the church For me and my bride, you gave the new Mrs. Crenshaw her very first ride. All of those memories go back such a long way, they make this goodbye so hard to say. Gertrude, old girl, my heart's
3: in a whirl, cause these goodbyes are hard to come by. We'll try not to cry as we say goodbye.